Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> Okay, good. It recorded all that. You'll see it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a tragedy if we lost the chair squeaks. It's so <laughs> and sad. And the glitter. Wow. What a, what a sad time that would be. I don't want to say speaking of sad. This movie's not that sad. The opener is really sad. Well, sorry, the second scene with Dad. Okay, speaking of sad. That one really <laughs> bummed me out. It really bummed me out. <laughs> um, we're talking about nope. Nope. You gotta say it with, like, nope. Yeah. Just firm. Um, I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. I I have to admit something to you. Oh, my God. I just wanted to watch this. Yeah. So when you were like, we need movies for this month, I was like, how about we do a new one? Because I was like, I want to watch Nope. You're like, let's do a new one and an old one. And I was like, oh, she had that idea ready. Remember, I've done this before. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I hope you don't catch on. But I've done this exact thing where I was like, we should do an old one and a new one. And we did uh-huh. X. Because I wanted to watch X. <laughs> I'm like, I hope Kate doesn't catch on to my plan because sometimes I just suggest things and I'm greedily being like, <laughs> it always ends up going really well. I just really hadn't seen it. And like, but that's good. It was a lot better than my suggestion of for September. <laughs> we should do movies where there's sleep. Because? <laughs> Wake me up for September. Okay. But in your defense, though, I was on board. And also I was like, let's save that for next year because I want to watch... But both of us aren't free of sin here. No. We both had ulterior motives and ideas uh-huh. and things. And yep. So I got my way. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about nope, and I'm really <laughs> excited about it. Um, <laughs> I, it's been so long since we've done this. I, have I know because like, we took like a we did a back to back because I was traveling. And then you, it's like you forget everything. Yeah. And you're like no, though. It's like how do you do this? <laughs> your notes next right yeah all right so we're, we're talking about nope and i have some some notes some some nope notes if you will nope. <laughs> yeah it's handwritten <laughs> on a piece of one piece of paper amazing relax nope it was made in 2022 written and directed by jordan peele who also made keanu get out us Candyman 2021 and also a new i think it's a movie called wendell and wild on netflix oh. it's an animated movie it looks great. Yeah. It's been on my list for so long. I actually didn't know that he was part of that. He wrote the last two. He didn't direct Candyman, and he didn't direct Wendell in the Wild, I okay. don't think. But he wrote them. Nice. So, super great. We know. We know Jordan Peele. Yeah. Y'all know Jordan Peele. I don't need to explain it. Uh, I will watch anything <laughs> he makes. Anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. And he has something coming out in 2024, too. Does he really? Yeah. I, it's like, they don't have a title drop. We don't have anything aside from Monkey Paw is dropping something in oh. 2024. And he is specifically doing a project in 2024. When we get to the rest of these notes, you're going to understand why I'm... So yeah, excited. I am. <laughs> okay. Cinematography was Hoyt von... Hoyt van Hoytema. Hmm. Hoyt... He's Dutch. Okay. I'm yeah. trying. Um, uh, <laughs> I looked it up and still didn't get yeah. it. I was like, <laughs> I said I would remember it and I didn't. I'm Mm-mm. sorry, Hoyt. Also did let the right, uh, let the right one in mm. the fighter, Tinker Taylor, soldier spy, her specter at Astra, interstellar, Dunkirk, Tenet, and Oppenheimer. Dang. What a lineup. Like those are all 
like even if you don't necessarily love the movie, yeah, Oppenheimer, they're beautiful films. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I can't say it's a beautiful uh, film, but I've heard from everybody that it's it's very visually yeah. pretty. Um, talented, talented as hell. <laughs> you said Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I in my head was like Tinkerbell. <laughs> it's like live action and Tinkerbell. I, was, oh, I love Tinkerbell. Um, no, these are great. Let the right one in is mm, gorgeous. I haven't um, seen it. It's good. I think there's talking specifically about the one that is Swedish. Yeah. I think I'm pretty. That makes more sense because the other one is called something different. There's let the right one in, and there's like let me in. That's what I, I thought. Think. I thought I'm it was let sure. me in. Yeah, I haven't I like, seen either. Yeah, the, the Swedish one's great. I think it's Swedish. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Um, but that was cinematography. The music. I have a fun fact about the person who did the music. They're really Ooh. cool. Uh, so it's Michael Abels. Uh, did the music. He's best known for an opera called Omar. Um, also did Get Out, Us, Bad Education, Night Books, Fake Famous, um, a bunch of other stuff. Like a lot of really cool concerts, like live concerts and um, doing music for those. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look it up, I highly recommend because if I wrote everything down, it would take forever. It was so many Dang. live like operas and concerts. So cool. Here's my fun fact. Abels is the co-founder of the Composers uh, Diversity Collective, an advocacy group to increase visibility of composers of color in film, gaming, and streaming media. I love that. Isn't that really cool? Yeah. So that's sick as hell. Um, I thought that was great, especially because it's gaming and streaming media and film. So it's not just one thing. I was like, that's Oh, I love that. Hell, right? Um, Okay, so the budget... 68 million. So close to nice. So close to nice. Um, do you know how much I made? No. And while I was writing my notes, I like dutifully scrolled past anything where I saw numbers. And I, I was thinking, Kate, you have to be ready. And I'm still not ready because I think that I'm just going to be silly no matter what. You could nail this one, though, because I don't know. He has name recognition. Right. People will see anything he does. I'm people. <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the people. People, it's me. me. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Two hundred million. You're so close. It really? is one seventy-two. Okay. Yeah. I I never know how far in which direction. I know. <laughs> no, you were like really close. Um, because this movie's sick as hell. Yeah. This movie's so cool. <laughs> I'm really excited. I have. Okay, so I have a few fun facts to talk about. Problem is, is that there are so many mm. that if I tell all of these fun facts I'll go on and on and on forever but I love fun facts if you're a little nerd and you're like into movies look this movie up and look everything up because it was really cool first I have a quote from Jordan Peele about the villain aka the creature you might already have it I hope not okay Uh, so this is a direct quote I didn't do it well enough direct quote Uh, the villain is this otherworldly threat but it is also something that everyone has in common everyone's relationship to the spectacle yeah. So cool. We'll dig into I know, that. I thought so. <laughs> um, another fun fact about how this movie was filmed. So the film was shot using Kodak film, including 65 millimeter film, which is also like 70 millimeter film. Okay. Uh, and it is the first horror film to be shot in that format ever. Oh. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah. So it's like, and it was shot in IMAX too. Yeah. I read that. People were mm-hmm. like, he wanted the like wide horizon. And so mm-hmm. some of it was shot in IMAX. And I was like, I don't understand what any of those things mean in That's terms actually, of specs. That's actually... Why Hateful Eight was shot in yeah. 70 as well. Because it's it's the sprawling landscape. Yeah. And, like, it looks pretty fucking dope in 70. Cool. Because if you've ever gone to a movie and you see those curtains that come in, mm-hmm. those can be extended out. And that's usually as far as they go. But if you have a 70 millimeter screen, they can go further out. And it's 
just a touch far enough that like you could ha- you'd have to kind of look. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's just awesome. Dang. Seventy millimeter is is pretty dope. Um, so that was so cool. Hell yeah! Nice. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Um, all right, let's see if I can read some of these other fun facts. I didn't want to write them down because I was like, they're very good, and I don't want to mess it up. Mm. So. Peel, publicly cited, King Kong, Jurassic Park, Mm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and The Wizard of Oz as influence Mm. for the movie, in the writing specifically. Uh, For the creature design, it was inspired by angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. If you're an anime person, don't come at me. So you said it, and I was like, oh, now that's how you say it. I was like waiting for you to say it because I don't know. I think that's it. I don't know, guys. I'm trying. Evangelion. Evangelion. <laughs> Even in jelly. So, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so it's supposed to look like a biblical angel. Yeah. Um, Specifically, and I think in its final, its final form. <laughs> Not even in my final <laughs> Best meme I've ever made you know, in my life. really good. <laughs> so that was super cool. Um, Let's see. So principal photography took place from June 2021 to November 2021. Pretty cool. Mm. Took place in the desert. The... Agua, Agua Dolce? I think they, yeah, sure. I they think. said it like once or twice and I just, it slipped right out my head. Yeah, I'm like, I think that's right. Was um, it Dolce? I think, oh, maybe Dolce. Because um, it's not Italian. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, It's on the wire. Look at that beauty. Hey, look at him. Absolutely gorgeous. Wow, he's not bouncing. Yeah. Sorry. Crow talk. I'm not I mean, sorry. It's time. It's time for crow talk. <laughs> crow corner. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they also got a ton of tax credits to shoot in the state of California, which I didn't know was a thing. Huh. So kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, also, I don't, I, I want to read more about this because I don't quite understand it, but I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. So two cameras were used for nighttime scenes. One was for infrared light with a narrow bandwidth, and then the other was to capture 70 mil, uh, millimeter film. Then they overlaid those images together. I was like, what? I, it was like they laid it together, and that was how they got the information like that was captured on the film. And I was like, what? It doesn't go on. Like, <laughs> it doesn't explain it more. And I was like, but I want to know more. They're like, that's enough for you to understand, so? right? That's so cool. <laughs> I was like, why wow. are you doing this? Um, I thought that was amazing. Uh, also the 1972 Western film, Buck and the Preacher, starring Sidney Poitier? 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 Motherfucking friend. <laughs> it was featured throughout the film. Peel said it was the first film that I know of that had black cowboys represented in it. The myth that cowboys were just white guys running around, it's just not true. Mm. But we don't know that because of Hollywood in the romanticized view of a very brutalized era. The film, it shares a spirit. So cool. <laughs> I thought, like, before I started digging into stuff, I thought that I was going to cover, like, how Western became synonymous with, like, whiteness. Mm -hmm. And, like, we talk about the Barbie movie and, like, horses and patriarchy and there's actually, like, a thing about that. And so I was thinking of being like, oh, how we whitewashed like this. But then I was like, no, 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 Jordan Peele has something to say. Jordan Peele had a thing and let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought that was... Sick as hell. And you can tell also that that is kind of like a big part of the mm-hmm. film, obviously, which is like their family comes from Hayworth. Like, that's so cool. That's amazing. Fun fact also, that monologue that uh, she does, yeah. it's like improv. Like, a lot of it. She did, let's see, 
It uh, was initially not in the script. She did 14 takes of that monologue, and it was different every single time. Wild. Yeah, she said, uh, here's a quote from Peel. Peel described each take as very wildly different, uncuttably so, but just a tour de force. One of these things where you see somebody like, I'm going to make this choice this time and go for it. There's improv in there. I love that. That's so cool. Oh, and that like actually has like extra levels because there is a replication of yes. that speech. Oh, there's that's a so rehearsed cool. aspect to it. Yeah, because it's supposed to be this thing she says all the time, but then it's also she's doing it different every single time. Yeah. and yet I'm sure it sounded rehearsed. Yeah, like, because it's what Palmer. her dad said. Yeah, like and he, I'm just oh, that's so talent. Oh, I have goosebumps fuck. from this whole movie. Oh, Palmer with the dad and the you saw me. I can't. We'll talk mm. about it. I can't. It makes me like want to cry. Ugh. Ugh. we'll talk about the creature design so caltech professor john o debiri collaborated with peel and his team on the design of the jean jacket creatures ufo form in particular its final true biblical angel form which was inspired by those of neon genesis evangelion and invertebrate aquatic locomotion so jellyfish cool. movement. jellyfish yeah i personally i said it was aquatic in nature but then i specifically said it looked like the underside of manta rays yes they said jellyfish and i was like yeah all right fine no at one point i was like oh manta rays right in there it looks like jellyfish octopuses and squid yeah um yeah so it said hypothetical undiscovered previously extinct sky predator is kind of what they were like going for i just called it murderous handkerchief i know (laughs) um yeah, and it was supposed to generate, like, electric field, like, electric eels and ghost knife fish, oh. um, which was amazing. Super cool. I think it's really, really great. So I love, I'm happy I was able to, I was like, yeah, aquatic, right? I was worried I would say that, and they'd be like, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. You fool. I'm going to keep going. I'm sorry. Are you ready? I love fun facts. <sighs> okay. Costume designer Alex Bouverde employed a method approach to create the characters' wardrobes using 1990s sitcoms, indie rock bands, and the 1985 film The Goonies as inspiration. <gasps> Goonies! So cool! Um, so uh, they decided to create a contrast between super neon colors against the desert backdrop and to make the film's main characters look like action heroes, but cool ones. Yeah. Love that. Uh, it says, for OJ and Emerald's outfits, Bouverde wanted... Uh, cliche like horse ranchers but like gave them casual clothes so like the scorpion king hoodie uh emerald was supposed to look kind of tomboy but it was supposed to look like clothes that oj and her may have left at the ranch like when they lived there and had put on because it was there so great and then angel torres was uh changed completely he was supposed to be a super like happy-go-lucky like plucky guy and then they met the actor and they went, just kidding. You're going to be this yeah. emo guy. Yeah. And his thing was described as uh, a bit of a cynical, angry guy, some sort of a Latin emo, but still perky due to him being a comic relief. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Dressed him with a dark color palette that gets lighter as the film progresses. Yeah. So cute. Love that. <laughs> also, Jupe's uh, red cowboy suit almost wasn't in the film because... The guy who did uh, the designer, Alex Bovaird, was like, I don't know how intense and wild Jordan Peele wants to go, so I'm going to dial it back. And then uh, Jordan Peele was like, no, no, no. Like, more. Let's get that in there. So and they, a UFO in the back. Right? I was like, absolutely do it. And yeah, it was so cool. They even talk about being very specific about the sweater that the monkey wears, like the chimp. They said it's inspired uh, specifically on um, a Goonies shirt, the yellow and black stripes that Carrie Green, Andy, wears. 
Yeah. It's supposed to look like that cardigan. Dang. And it was worn by an actor. And then that actor basically ran around and did the actions of the chimp. And then they mixed the two together with CGI. Oh. So fucking cool. That's rad. I can keep going. Sound design. Yeah, I was like, yes. I'm going to keep going. Always. Okay, so I'm going to let you guess what they thought one of the biggest parts of the sound design should have been. I feel like you're going to know it. Horse hooves. No, but I love that. <laughs> the roar of the creature. Silence. It uh. says, early conversations were along the lines of, we want to be super realistic. And for that, we were kind of resisting the urge to hear anything from the monster too early on. Uh. We wanted to, to be credible that this was a predator. How could something so large be getting away with this if it was making a big noise? Yeah. One of the main sounds we used was silence. Uh, Byrne represented Jean Jacket's presence in the environment by stripping back layers such as dialogue, wind, and the chirping of crickets. Additionally, engineered wind soundscapes mixed with screams to suggest Jean Jacket's movement through the yeah. air. So instead of like whooshing and just yeah. whooshing, it also has everything he's eaten and like yeah. the screams inside, which reminded me of um, Annihilation with yeah. the bear. And I was like, fuck that. Dang. So I thought that was cool as fuck. Uh, we talked about the music a little bit already. Super great. Um, but the guy who made the music said he also had to keep silence in some of his songs mm. because it was so important to the sound design that he worked with the sound designer to make sure that his music felt like cohesive. So he said, Abel's felt that the use of silence played an important role in scoring the film. The tension between the negative space and the music is actually part of the music. Leaving room for the sound design, even when there's a cue playing, was an important part of the way I approached it. He said, a lot of time, the scariest parts, especially in the earlier parts of the film, you're listening to what you hope you're not going to hear or what you thought you might have heard. The stillness allows you to freak out. <laughs> oh, my God. So cool! Uh, okay, when, like, highly, like creative and competent people are both like complimenting each yes. other and they just work so well yeah. together and also just respecting that and being yeah. like you have a vision i've got a vision yeah. and together they just i don't know they fucking did it it it's it's really good the fact that there was so much information too like delighted me yeah. because sometimes i look at specifically i like to look at the production notes and be like all right so how was it made so that way you can do the other stuff and a lot of times it just isn't there they'll be like it was filmed in california and then that's like all you get. Yeah. This one was rich with information. I was like, sorry, Kate, I couldn't leave anything out. I just was too excited to read it. Yeah. You can also go back and read it on your own too. Yeah. Like I literally just, I Google the movie and I look up information on it and that's it. And it's uh, so fucking cool. it was so fun to read. I read every single bit of its whole page. Cause I was like, oh. I need to know everything. It was just really cool. There was a lot of information. I specifically read a bunch of stuff, but then I stopped cause I was like, Kate might cover this. So I'm going to wait. But I was like, oh, I was so excited. If I don't cover it, there's time at the end. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. I, have to, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's too good. Um, a family from a horse ranch are our only hopes against an alien. Yeah. They did better. I know the synopsis. I read it. Not this one that you're about to read, but I read one of them and I went, that's really yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't even get close to it. Yep. I'm right. actually pretty happy with this one. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Good. A man and his sister discover something sinister in the skies above their California horse ranch, while the owner of a nearby theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. So good. I know. <laughs> Damn it. I like, 
forgot about him. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, he dies. <laughs> I'm in there. I'm in there. Steven Yeun, though. So good. Oh, so incredible. Good. He's a great actor. Yeah. Everyone was. Uh, God. This is like a me not knowing pop culture moment. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so many. But he kept referencing like, oh, and it's Catan or like whatever. Yeah. And I, not knowing that that was actually a real person, thought that they had developed this in-universe like appreciation for this <laughs> fake comic genius and i was like oh it's so cool because you can really understand how like Funny. pivotal this person is in this universe without them being real and like google they're real they're all real they're all real it was so funny because i used to watch that was kind of the era of snl that i would watch like a lot with my family yeah. so as soon as they're like and a gas tire and Catan, i was like ah. i was like i know all of them i was like oh they're making it sound like they're real people what's so funny too is that Catan actually does have a character that is like a monkey. Like yeah. that's like something he would do on the show for real. And my dad would base jokes on me about that character. And so like when I was little, he would, I can't remember the name of it now, but he would call me that monkey character. And the whole point is that the monkey is like, they're like, oh, he's so sweet. And then the monkey's like, ah! <laughs> and so my dad would be like, are you going to have a moment? And I'd go, ah! <laughs> I can't remember the sketch. I'll have to yeah. look it up. But, like, Catan would walk around like a monkey, and he'd have these giant ears, and it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, so when they said he was playing it, I went, yeah, of course he was, because yeah. in real life, he does play the champ. Yeah. Like, they yeah. were like, so who would do that? Catan. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> real person. Who knew? Who <laughs> knew? Not me? <laughs> nope. Who knew? No one could have known. No, it was, like, a really underground reference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just niche. <laughs> Sometimes I'm exhausted by how dumb I am. Come on! It's all right. I get it. Someone, like, asked me, like, oh, is this, like, so... Some actor's like, I am not the person to ask that. (laughs) It's my one talent. We were watching (laughs) Knives Out with my girlfriend's family. The new one. Mm. So we were watching... Glass Glass Onion. Onion. So we are watching Glass Onion. They had all, like, I think seen it, but not for a while, and... My, you know my one talent is I can tell a person not just from face but like voice everything if they're there I know them yeah. so we're watching it and every time someone popped up on screen I was like that's that that's this that's and every time they had a question somebody would lean over and be like who is it and I'd be like it's this like Justin Long is the voice of the dong oh um, uh, oh gosh I can't remember his name now he played the bad guy in uh, Black Phone oh shit tits I get him mixed up with the other person. I literally just knew it confidently the other day. And I was like, yeah, I know this. I'm doing a goo. Yeah, hold on. Do a goo. Because I said it so confident. And I love him. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. He has that tiny, tiny part in Glass Onion when he sprays him in the mouth with the disinfectant. And he goes, yeah. you're good. That's Ethan Hawke. That's it. And uh. her mom made a joke. Was like, that guy got his big break. And all he had to do was say, you're good. And I went, that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> but she was so right, though. Because he didn't even look like Ethan Hawke. Yeah. So if you were watching it, you would be like, yeah, that's that guy's big break. So cool. But you're like, oh, it's Ethan Hawke. Amazing. So yeah, my one talent finally came in handy, but. Mine yeah. is um, less useful. We're opposites, and that's okay. <laughs> Mine is telling when people are actually Australian. <laughs> or New Which Zealand. cracks me up. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why that's my thing. I'll never forget the time that I confidently was like, Kay, oh my God, this actress is Australian. <laughs> Turns out the movie was set in Australia yeah. and they were Australian. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Sometimes I don't catch on. <laughs> Incredible. But I know their name. And I do not. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Are you ready? Okay, I'm gonna try to guess. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna guess that it has something to do with like obsession over spectacles and being obsessed with like media coverage and this and that. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I read, that's what I read about, and then I stopped. Because yes. I was like, I want to see what Kate says, and I, I think this is kind of big, so I was like, I'll leave it. And I was secretly hoping that that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I so. I was like, please. Yes, for you. Good. Uh, because he was, like, so clear about it, I yeah. wanted to, like, make sure I talked yeah. about that. That's one thing he's, I feel like, always kind of does. is pretty clear about oh, yeah. what he wants to do, and I'm like, and you fucking nail it. Oh, God, yeah. God, it's good. So I'm going to have a lot of direct quotes from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I do start off actually with like a little quick snippet from him. Yay. I don't understand why people can't just let me make a movie. <laughs> yeah. So all right. That's mostly in response to folks that he knew would be watching Nope through the lens of cultural critique like he offered with Get Out and to a slightly lesser degree in Us. Yeah. I mean, Us still had that. Yes. It just wasn't as like clear cut to me yeah. at least. I'm say, sure other yeah. people like saw that immediately. Uh, I've only seen Us once and I've seen Get Out like four times. Same. I need to watch it again though. Yeah. It's good. Oh God, loved it. I know. Just hadn't seen it nearly as many I know. Times. It's just been a while. <laughs> but a while. I knew it. Was I saw you look away. I was like, like don't. <laughs> if I don't look at her. If I don't make eye contact, it's like she won't do it. I'm like, I don't make. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a myth. So. It's a myth. So yeah. This is not to say that he doesn't lace his films with meaning, mm-hmm. but that not everything he does necessarily has to be a social commentary, specifically one on race. Yeah, that is one thing I know he gets like yeah. annoyed by. Because like sometimes they're just in a movie, guys. Yeah. Sometimes black people can be in a movie. Yep. <laughs> so like, <laughs> he still packs like a shit ton of meaning in there. Yeah. But it's not like I'm making this societal critique based mm-hmm. on this. He's just like I'm making a movie it has meaning because I'm like a person that imbues meaning and like right. is driven by themes and motifs and stuff. But it's like a less direct critique right. than his like. The mythology of, like, post-racial America, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So all that being said, mm-hmm. he's also been very clear in interviews that there was a driving theme throughout Nope inspired by events in 2020. So what could have possibly happened in 2020? What? We'll get I into it. I'm sure, like, no one's <laughs> forgotten. Uh, but before I do that, I do want to highlight that he's talked about the drive to create something joyfully. Yes. So to create, like, to claim space as a black director, yes, but also to create films that energize him and challenge him. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times that I, like, want to foreground the intent of the writer and director mm-hmm. because we, me, can often get lost in the sauce of social commentary and not just let people from marginalized communities create something that they love instead of creating something that we deem impactful. So, like, I'm guilty. I'm calling out me. <laughs> I just have to. I'm the problem. It's me. me. Fine. We've all been there. <laughs> um, and a lot of folks have pointed out that the early scenes in the movie mm-hmm. highlight the erasure of black folks in cinema. Yeah. And that is like something that they yeah. call out, but it's not like the major through line. Right. It's just like a. It's like oh, this is a fact. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like the entire movie is not centered around. It's kind of nice that that's that. in the beginning, and yeah. it's like this is true. We're done. Like, yeah. Not done. But you know, like, yeah. it's like, that's not the driving force. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you already know this, but yeah. if that's not the point of the film, uh, what is? Spectacle. Yeah. Yes. So he started working on Nope in 2020, and there was no shortage of spectacle. Mm-hmm. So in March, uh, COVID-19 hit the U.S. in earnest. It had, like, hit in, like, 
I don't know. I remember like late 2019, we heard of it like we heard overseas. Of it, and then and 2020 we, is when, yeah. Yeah. I remember I was at a tattoo appointment mm-hmm. and my tattoo artist, absolute sweetheart, was like, oh, you know, I'm getting pretty nervous. And I was like, you know, based on all of the news from like NPR, they don't think it's actually going to come here. And it's like right. all of the available evidence at the time said that it was probably just going to be isolated. I literally remember well. being at work and having a coworker be like, I don't know why people are so worried. Like, it's really not going to make it here. Like, and I was worried because that's just a fear of mine. Yeah. So I was freaking out. And he's like, you really shouldn't worry. Like, it's okay. And like a month later, we closed. And I lost my job. And I remember being like, oh. Like, I was like, oh. Yep. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. So uh, it hit Ernest and we entered a lockdown that would only last two weeks. But oops, actually, that's not how disease prevention works. Let's figure out how to rearrange everyone's work and life and also determine who we view in society as disposable. Yeah. So that was March. And Ooh. that, like, started all you of ever that. You like, a really big month? <laughs> <laughs> we all aged, like, 10 years. <laughs> that's why the kids think I'm 62. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, kids, I went through the pandemic as an adult okay whenever, whenever, whenever i get card i'm like really i'm so tired like, <laughs> i know i'm injured the bags <laughs> i look like someone who's been through something yeah. and i have yeah <laughs> oh god so that was a lot and it, yeah. it continues to be a lot i don't yeah. want to talk about it like it's something but, that's not still impacting right. people um but like the massive cultural shifts that occurred mm-hmm. and like people going into lockdown and like i lived alone and yeah. far from a lot of people and it was miserable it's weird and every day we were trying to either forget our current circumstances or ingesting as much information as we possibly could on the newest scientific <gasps> theories public health suggestions all of that it was like yeah and insane. i <laughs> pretty much always fall into like the ladder where it's like i need to know everything that's the only way i'll be prepared and I'm working through in therapy that, like, being anxious actually isn't protective. And I'm an escapist, so I'm, I need to work through that as well. I get it. I was like, what pandemic? Wait. And then as soon as I, someone said the word, I would break down. So like, no, we no, all no. have things. We don't talk about COVID. We don't talk about it in this house? No. So we watched... I just remember watching so much news. Mm-hmm. Like, we would watch mm-hmm. Fauci's... Not Fauci. It was uh, DeWine had his press conferences. Yeah, uh, yeah he would always have the press count conferences. And I would be like volunteering in a bunch of chats I was in yeah. to like give summaries it as I watched. It was great because I was too scared to be in the big chat. Yeah. And I would be like, just give me like a synopsis. I'm like, give mm-hmm. me the, the summary. You know yep. who my old roommate? And like, yeah. she would give me updates all the time to be like, calm down. Here's the information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'd go, whoo. <laughs> Feeling better. Was it. Yeah, I was like, we're good. <laughs> so... As we were consuming all of this media, yeah. uh, we watched infec- infection rates and death tolls mm-hmm. on these new public health dashboards that made information way more accessible. And we also, if you were me, saw your childhood pediatrician on like the news because he got COVID really early on and got real sick with yeah. long COVID, like ventilator early days. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. So it's like we saw, like there was so much spectacle Mm -hmm. of like not only the way that it was just like crashing across but also the individuals that were being impacted telling Mm -hmm. their stories to get other people to care yeah and to wear masks and to social distance (laughs) so we're either desperately avoiding all mention of covid good luck or we were engrossed but that's exactly not all that happened in 2020 no 
So there was also the murder of George Floyd. Can't speak today. There was also the murder of George Floyd, which yeah. kicked off the BLM protests across the nation. And mm-hmm. it was not the first time. No, <laughs> it just... I don't know. It was very publicized, like... Yeah, and videos of it. Yeah. So, also not the first time there have been videos of, like, murder of black folks. Um, But in this, like, time, more attention was finally being paid by white folks to issues of police brutality and systemic racism. Three years later, we see that uh, it was kind of a bubble (laughs) in that uh, white engagement and racial justice issues did not continue at the same level. Black activists and authors saw their Instagram and social media falling explode and then dwindle as time went on. And so what happened to George Floyd was another tragic example of police brutality, and it was turned into a spectacle by white audiences. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm just like, ugh. Uh, And then I have, like, a whole separate thing about, like, white engagement in black pain and, like, the way that it's consumed and, like, leveraged. Anyway, that's a much bigger topic, <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's important to reference because this is the context that drove Peel to create this film. Yes. So, quote, the bleakness of 2020 inspired Peel to write Nope during that traumatic forgotten haze of lockdown amidst an endless cycle of grim and inescapable tragedy. Quote, we are going through so much. So much of what this world was experiencing was this overload of spectacle and kind of a low point of our addiction to spectacle. So that quote was courtesy of GQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cite that article a lot because that was one of my favorite interviews that other folks were citing uh so now i know the genesis oh i'm sorry mike i hit it evangelion i was about to say different genesis yeah so now we know the genesis of sorts for this film let's dig into spectacle itself and how it drives the plot what is spectacle what is our relationship to spectacle and Media and spectacle in media. Yeah. I was trying to find a way to like spectacle and in. And I was like, there's, I just had to say both. You can't do a slash situation. Okay. Get it out. <laughs> okay. And also, how can you a full film critique that relationship with spectacle? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I was not going to start the sentence over again. Okay. I wasn't going to try it. <laughs> I feel. It's the same place. I've been working at the school too long. Everything's the same. You got, it's okay. I'm here for you. My sister uh, has two kids that are both under the age of five. Like, I think it's like four and two, four yeah. and one. Uh, I'm really bad with ages. <laughs> at every single level. Yep. It's like I was there for the second one's birth. And yet still. Still can't tell time. I'll tell be like, she's 11. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, that's a four-year-old. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she just started walking. I'm like, no way. <laughs> what? Uh, but I was going on like a little weekend trip with my sister yeah. and she was driving. So I get in the car. I'm like, Oh, I forgot my deodorant. She's like, do you want to, do you want to go back inside and get that? And I was like, the teacher voice is real though. And I was like, you just mom voiced me. She's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, I do want to go get my deodorant. <laughs> I need to tell you something that I'm so guilty. of, <laughs> And that is, I've gotten to the point now where if I don't like what a student is telling me, or if like, I've told them multiple times, I am speaking to someone, do not talk to me. Mm-hmm. I will type on my computer and they'll talk to me and tell me a whole long story and I'll go, what? <laughs> <laughs> or what? I go, okay. And then it's, and it's like the longest story because I'm like, you need to ask my permission yeah. to, because a lot of times I'll be talking to somebody and then I'll hear, Miss Solomon, Miss Solomon, Miss Solomon, Miss Solomon. And I go, no, that's not what we do. No. So I'm like, if you ask me for my permission and my attention, I will give it to you. But if you don't, I will sit there and just... <laughs> and me, hey. I go, okay. And they're like... Oh. And I'm like, ask me next time. <laughs> I 
and I've started doing that to be if they like don't ask me I'll go okay oh my and then God. I'll be like oh salad bag <laughs> this is not a child <laughs> incredible I've gotten so used to having people ask my permission now and I'm like you don't have to do that <laughs> someone bumped into me well they didn't bump into me they ran into me that's not the right verb they were trying to cut through the crowd and they did not say excuse me and they tried to shoulder past me and i stopped him and i looked him in the eye and said it sounds like this excuse me and he was like (laughs) he was like excuse me i was like that's That's right and then i let him go he was just like so bewildered and annoyed (laughs) i did tell someone today i was like you can talk to me when your attitude is (laughs) and i didn't so i was like guess it never improved (laughs) i just I said the conditions you right. You I'm did. Like, listen, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Incredible. God. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 We'll start off with definitions. Yes. So, in the broadest sense, spectacle can be defined as quote an unusual or unexpected event or situation that attracts attention, interest, or disapproval, or something exhibited to view as unusual, notable, or entertaining. It can be positive, neutral, negative. Mm-hmm. The crux here is that it draws attention on a grand scale, usually. So we bring capitalism to the mix because even when she's not invited, she'll show up. And then it becomes profit on spectacle. Worst girl at a party. Worst girl at a party. (laughs) She didn't bring any food. No, but she'll try to sell you some. She has leggings. She's going to sell you leggings. (laughs) Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl. Long time to see. Capitalism is the girl at a party at an MLM. Absolutely. Gross. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, <laughs> I just like had to process. You know, I'm that sorry. For a this topic is just so great, and I'm so excited that I keep interrupting you. But no, I love it. Please, I'm ready. Uh, so the capitalism, mm-hmm. girl to party. So something amazing or horrible or just strange can be capitalized upon. Mm-hmm. And what does it say when we watch it? When we slow down? When we're driving past an accident? What does our endless consumption of spectacle do to us? How does it impact how we relate to horrific acts? Do we become desensitized? Are the victims of the event dehumanized and reduced to a point in time that we can stop, rewind, play, pause? Like, the way we just consume it. Yeah. So, in an interview with Jacqueline Coley of Rotten Tomatoes, Peel said the following about making nope. So, this is actually two kind of separate things that I was going to, like, pull apart. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I just like all of it. So, the first part is a fun fact. Yeah. uh, And then it leads into the second part. So, direct quote. Mm Uh, you know, I'm always talking about something human, like human flaw. And there was something about our connection with spectacle and money and our monetization of spectacle. So the little green men I started talking about was the little green men on the money. Side note, <laughs> the movie while he was writing yeah. it was titled Little, little green, green Men. men. Yeah. yeah. So like I knew you knew that, but like it's yeah, not. Yeah, I guess we forgot. Yeah. Yeah. To like say it. Yeah. And so like you hear little green men and you're like, oh, like in the spaceship. And he's like, no, on the money. The money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back, back to his words. <laughs> yeah. And part of it was, I'm going to make something that people have to see. And then while I'm making it, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with that. Why do we have to see anything? Why do we rubberneck at an accident? Why do we have to open up our social media and see the worst thing in the world every morning? It's something in human nature. And so I felt like, yes, I want people to come out and see my movie. I want to give them an escape. But I can't ignore the fact that there's something intrinsically insidious about that. What a cool guy. Full body chills. Never just like, (laughs) I don't know. I've never heard this man speak in, like, I mean, in interviews, but I've yeah. never been in a room with this man. But in my head, I go, oh, that's my friend. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. But he's just so cool, so smart, and so 
I I would forget my name. Like I would have nothing oh, smart yeah. to say. If if I was in a room with him, I think I would just shut down and melt into a little puddle. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's fine. That's enough for me. <laughs> I was a puddle in front of him. Yeah. And that's enough for me. I shared air. <laughs> I just talented. And now he's probably gonna make a movie about like oh my meeting God. your heroes and about... how it's not okay to put people on a pedestal. Or like toxic parasocial relationships. And I'd be like it's Fuck. me. Again, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And he's like, I know. And it's like, and I respect that. I respect you calling me out. Thank you. He's over there typing right now. And he's, he's like, like, Nikki's the problem. He's like, and I'm these like, fucking weirdos. No. I'm sorry. If you would ever want to guest on our podcast, we promise to be as normal as we're capable of being. I won't. I'll tell you right now, I won't. And then you can make a movie about it. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Roast me. That's fine. I support it. Absolutely. I'll talk about it on this podcast and I'll go, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like we just said. Yeah. So Nerd Corner is about the history of Nikki. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So aside from the massive yeah. alien, what are other elements of spectacle and places where our problem like attachment to it are showcased? Mm-hmm. I have an incomplete list. I love it. Gordy's home and the public obsession with Gordy's home. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter's Gordy's home room that he was able to charge like 50 grand or so something much. for for one night for a couple yeah. to spend the night in there. Jupiter's claim star lasso experience broadly. Uh, Angel watching security cameras before the Haywood siblings know he's spying. Nessie <laughs> watching Angel watch the security camera <laughs> I know. and asking what happened to OJ. Uh, also, kind of a tangential call back mm-hmm. to OJ and like the yeah. consumption of the trial and all that. That's like way more complicated than mm-hmm. I have time to get into, but that also was like spectacle. Yeah. Uh, the siblings realizing that they can save the ranch and back back the horses if they capitalize on spectacle. Right. Antler Hulse being drawn to the project, Antler getting that shot and jeopardizing everything by striving to get one more perfect shot with the right lighting. God. <clears throat> The TMZ biker who begs OJ to get a picture, get his camera. In his dying moments, he's focused on possessing evidence of spectacle. And then finally, the film crews at Jupiter's claim as they cover a mysterious object that explodes in the sky, filling his pieces, fall down across the gulch. Incomplete list. Jesus. <laughs> so Jupiter's God. claim ties together these two primary objects of spectacle. The absolute massacre unleashed by a television chimp. Yep. And a mysterious alien with a dazzling sphincter. Um... <laughs> I forgot that I talked about it this way in my notes. <laughs> so and you sad. haven't said it once yet. Like, it's not like we talked before this. And she was like, hey, I'm going to say Dazzling Sphincter. There was no warning. I got to that sentence. I was like, she's not ready. My whole body was like, whoa. Do you have my notes around this point? I astral projected and watched myself hear that. Uh, so, I... You don't really understand the biology exactly because yeah. you're seeing it in parts. Uh-huh. And you just see a gaping hole that... I thought it was a mouth, Kate! Well, <laughs> that also contracts and opens and there are several different parts. <laughs> see what I'm doing? <laughs> sphincters don't have to be an anus. Sp- there are sphincters in your eye. The pupillary sphincter. <laughs> okay, fly. Sphincters don't have to be an anus. You're right. <laughs> You're always right about the anus. <laughs> Tired of being schooled on it. I mean, I'm not like um, a sphincter specialist like Sula. <laughs> Shout out for the patron. <laughs> that's actually that's actually another tier. Yeah. We'll talk about your your sphincter nickname. Yeah. <laughs> 
Damn it, Hal. Uh, <laughs> so one of my notes is, the flashing is hypnotic. What a sphincter. <laughs> my notes are going to be boring now. <laughs> anyway, oh. I forgot that I wrote dazzling sphincter, and I'm sorry, but tell me it's not. When it's like... <laughs> no, it is. It absolutely is now that I think about it. But it just took me by surprise, you know? It, it was, was like that guy when he hit the electrical. <laughs> that was me. I was like, oh. inertia. I was relieved. <laughs> Spectacle. <laughs> I just want to say real quick that when we talked about Get Out, we did literally a very crisp hour and we were like, it's because it's so good. And now we're at 45 oh my God. minutes and we are still in. I think it's because we've released ourselves. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> We're still trying to be some sort of... Release your Do you feel the rain on your skin? Feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> you know, no one else could feel it for you. Monetization mm-hmm. of these spectacles yes. is what leads to tragedy. Yes. So this is where like Jupiter's claim pulls together these storylines. Mm-hmm. Because when I was leaving the theater after seeing it, I was like, I don't really get why the chimp was there. Like I just didn't really understand that like What's other chimp. <laughs> I thought it was going to be tied in in a different way right. because too. you have like the shoe that is balancing mm-hmm. as no shoe has a right to balance. Yeah. And so you think, oh, maybe it's tied into alien shenanigans. Right. And like having seen it all the way through, you're like, no, that's just a separate, like, backstory for this person. But, uh, it, like, Jupiter's claim links these, because it's the same person, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's... also it's... Yeah. Yeah. You can say it. It's the obsession. It's the, like, I I have to see this. I gotta know what's going on. And he's under the table being, like, gotta take this in. And then he thinks he's chosen because he lived through this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it continues on, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. (laughs) Yep. And it, the way that he engages with the spectacle of his tragedy, I'm sure that a therapist would have, like, a field day with it. But yeah. he has to talk about it in the way that it was made a spectacle in, like, pop culture and mostly, like, comedy. So, like, yeah. he has the Mad Magazine cover yeah, it's and like, then SNL. He can only talk about it in the way that it was consumed by other people. But then when you see the flashbacks, it's obvious he, he's not. So yeah. it's, like... Yeah, he's, like, he's compartmentalizing it yeah. into, like, this comedy. It's comedy. And then, like, his brain is, like, mm-hmm. it's not cool. No. Um, he's, like, I'm still a child yeah. under a table watching my co-stars be mauled. Do you talk about bad miracles? Yeah, a little okay, bit. Good. I, I don't, like, like... I talk about it somewhere in my notes, yeah. but it's not in Nerd Corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was so cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, blah, blah, blah. Uh, monetization of these spectacles is what leads to tragedy. So Droop is sacrificing horse after horse and at the encouragement of his wife continues the show after Jean Jacket shows up too early to the show and leads to the death of everyone in attendance minus Lucky. So (laughs) one of the things that I love about this movie is that it gives us mind-boggling spectacle to draw us in and keep us, but at the same time points out our obsession with spectacle. We are pulled in by strange, grand, or horrific displays and shown how that desire to witness and consume can result in dehumanization, injury, and even death by giant, mysterious sky handkerchief. So this movie is an intentional spectacle, which also slightly asks us to consider how we consume spectacle. It's so fucking cheeky, and I love it. So... I realize now that like my previous paragraph was kind of like an island, but, but it's, I, love of, it though. I love how it does link those. Yes. And you see that like the other plot, li- not plot line, but the other thing was like animals exist and you can't yes. like 
tame right. wild animals. You can just exist with them in ways that you think you can predict. Exactly. And when you try to harness that and control yeah. that and like profit off of that, that's it's... where you run into woe. But not only that, but then also like you have the aspect of like taming an animal and like you yeah. can't, you can't, what does he say? Like you can enter into an agreement yes. with an animal, but you cannot control it control or it. like yeah. it's not something you can just do. No. So then not only that, but then the only way he can survive the attacks from Jean Jacket is not looking at it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Spectacle where it's like, don't give it the power. Don't look at it. And then all of a sudden it doesn't have this control over you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> right. And then it's like, yeah, but I love this movie. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but don't look at it. I'm like, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make something you have to watch, but also, why the fuck are you watching this, you sicko? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's so good. And and watching him with his head down is just so great because you're like, how? Because if it, it it's hard, like to picture someone not wanting to look at it is just it feels impossible. Yeah. I don't know. And counter to our like. To everything. To like, our instinct to, like, preserve and, yeah. like, be aware of, like, alarm th- Be aware of alarm things. Be yeah. aware of threats. <laughs> be aware of threats. But, yeah. Damn. So that's society. God damn it. <laughs> We're, like, an hour in and I'm like, I want to talk more, though. I'm not yeah. done. <laughs> oh, no. We have more to talk about. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I mean, I had a feeling that it was kind of about this similar thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the word spectacle i knew the word but you know what i mean like i wasn't connecting that until i read the notes and then i went duh yeah and the thing with the monkey is so upsetting because that's happened and it's just like yeah it's like hard yeah um but it's true like you can't take something that doesn't that's not where monkey's supposed to be. Like, arguably, it's not their natural it's habitat. Not their habitat for monkey. You don't put it in a cardigan. And <laughs> they hate cardigans. And the thing with the shoe is one of my favorite things that I read about. Um, so you see it standing up, mm-hmm. and like it's never explained. It's just like, well, it's crazy. And then you get this definition of bad miracle, which is like, it's a it's a really cool thing, but is it good? No, like it's not a yeah. good thing. It's just it's a miracle that that's happening. Yeah, but it's not good. And then they talk about the fact that. Jupe thinks that he's chosen and he thinks that like everything about what happened to him at Gordy's house is an amazing thing. And Gordy came to him and did the fist pump and you know, he was showing him that like he's a friend. And then they talk about they're like, but was it or was it an imagined thing? Yeah. Was the shoe standing up or was that him oh. creating some sort of miracle or some sort of spectacle to look at? And then you see it in the exact same way displayed in his room. So I'm like, is that really just foreshadowing of Uh, saying like, I'm going to display this shoe and he's not actually seeing it that way. That's just how we see things. Yeah. It's displayed. Uh, So that's what I read about. And then it was the same thing. It was like, did the, did Gordy actually try to go in for a fist bump or was he creating that in his traumatized brain being like, I was chosen. I was his friend. That's mm-hmm. why I'm still here. Yeah. So I read about that and I went, fucking God hell. Damn. And that blew my mind. And it was just incredible. And there's so many moments of foreshadowing that killed me. When he says uh, that line wrong, when he says, yeah. su casa es mi casa. Yeah. So like, your house is my house. Yep. When he's basically saying that like, what I want is mine. And like, Jean Jacket's home, what he's doing, oh, that's mine to mm-hmm. capitalize off of. So when he says that, I immediately wrote, that's foreshadowing. Something bad's going to happen. And then he tries to capitalize on something that isn't his. And same with Gordy. I'm like, that's a 
creature. That's its life. And yeah. you are making it do work that it did not agree to. And no. <laughs> what a cute little cheeky line. All right. Ah. I'll get my notes. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. While you find that someone pointed out that it could be read as a visual pun of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, and I was too. like, God damn it. <laughs> was so There's too mad. many. There's too many There's things. Too much. And my brain can't. Um, the opener, because mm. it opens with Gordy's house, I think, right? Yes. That creeped me the fuck out. Um, I've always had a weird, creepy thing with, like, chimps and trying to tame them. It's always kind of freaked me out. Yeah. And then I knew about the story about it happening for real, and that creeped me out. So when I watched it, I went, no. I was like, no, don't. Um, amazing. The shots in this movie are, they're so nicely balanced. Very specifically, everything was balanced very well. It felt like a painting. Everything mm. felt like um not necessarily like a renaissance painting there's a painting a painter that i can't think of right now that specifically does like super wide landscapes with Mm -hmm. a subject that is very small Mm. so cool but that's what it felt like amazing and then i said no please don't make me cry and it did i didn't know the dad died yeah he was in the hospital and i went oh well at least he's not dead and then when he was at the thing and they were like oh who do we have now oh it's junior and i was like because the dad's dead yeah, when they, you see, like, you cut from the truck where blood is spurting out of his face and he's trying to name all the horses or whatever. Oh and God. then he's like, Dad, or Pops, I think. Yeah. Like, trying to get him to, like, wake up. And then it cuts to him in the hospital and you see him just, like, staring. You're like, maybe he's recovering because his face isn't covered. Right. And you realize, no, he's dead. And you're looking at his corpse and it's his son giving his last look at his Hate father. It. It's all, it. It, it, it all. Broke my little heart. Yep. I was not ready. <laughs> And then came here for aliens, not tears. Yes. Like I was like, is I not put inside over there? Um, they also build tension immediately. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the silence. It's it's the, like we talked about in the sound design. Like there are moments that are so quiet and you're waiting for something or you're hoping nothing happens. And so that creates tension and in the shots, it'll cut really quick or it'll linger, and it does both so well that you're like waiting for one thing to happen but because it does both you're like i don't know, don't know which. i don't know what's gonna happen oh and then they cut to like the names of the horses and amazing but they don't do that all the time Mm-mm. when you think like a chapter is done you're like oh time for a horse name and then nothing will happen so you're like oh i'm, I'm here still awesome um I said the difference between OJ and his sister is so good. The acting is great. They are incredible. They are so set as brother and sister while still being complete opposites Mm -hmm. that I was like, I'm in love. I'm in love with this family. I want to scream. There's a moment. It's so late in the movie, but I'm going to talk about it now because I don't care. But when they do the high five. I I paused because I had to have emotions. You had to have emotions. Because... You've seen Kiki Palmer's character. You've seen um, M. M do this. And you're like, yeah, of course she would. But then you see that aggressive, like, happiness from OJ. And it's just something you haven't seen this entire yeah, film. So, so all reserved. of a sudden, it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it, they attach you to these characters pretty fucking quick. Yeah. That was something that it reminded me so much of Train to Busan. Yes. How yes. thorough and vivid the characterization was. But how, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not even precise, but, like, intricately woven and, like, yeah, seamlessly done. Yeah, like, it. it's, like, you don't realize that it's happening, but by the time you get to the end, you are deeply in love and you know these characters, and you're like, when did that happen? Yeah. Because OJ doesn't talk very much, but there's something about the way he says things and the way he, like, holds himself that you're like, I get him. Yeah. And then you get his relationship 
to M and then you get Angel and even the the cinematographer like when he died I genuinely did feel like sad because they felt like a found family in this way yeah where they were all just so happy he was there and he cared so deeply about getting the shot and yeah like it sucks that that was what he cared about so deeply but he also just agreed to help and I don't know. There was something about him that I also found very heartbreaking and kind of sweet, even though he was an idiot. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He was yeah. just interesting. And then I said, this movie's so pretty. Duh. We talked about it. Ugh. The Sukasa as Mikasa killed me because I was like, you dick. Like, I was like, is it on purpose or is it he genuinely, oh, I don't know Spanish. And, and he's also trying to buy their ranch. Yes. Which is why I was like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when he says it, it, it's such a, good little moment i said kiki palmer is amazing but then i said everyone is like immediately i was like i i can't choose someone who i think is better impeccably casted even the dad the dad is in it for such a short amount of time but because of the way they talk about him you're like i get it i understand his relationship to the ranch the horses his son his daughter everything's different fuck yeah (laughs) the yelling across the field i I put that in all caps in my notes because it was so funny. How? How does he do this? I need to talk to Jordan Peele. I just need to talk. <laughs> Everything he does is so fucking funny. Yeah. But then also heartbreaking and then also scary, but then also funny again and, but not too funny. And I'm like, how? She's ready to do one. Tell the horse we're ready to do one. Like that moment. It's so, I forgot how funny this movie is. Yes. Because I was just like caught up the first time I saw it, but rewatching it, the screaming in the field, when a lot he, of oh. when he says, "Where did you get?" and then she interrupts, "Where did you get yours?" <laughs> and you're like, "You stole it!" Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Oh. And it's such an eagerness too. Like there's, there's no, I don't know. There's no fake to them yeah. like I think everyone is so easily this character that I was forgetting that they were actors yeah I was like oh I love OJ and I was like that is not a real man yeah. like that's it his mannerisms for like the not just like shy but someone that just doesn't really have an interest in interfacing yeah. with a lot of people and is like very comfortable working with horses but like he says very little in his kind of introductory mm-hmm. thing before M gets there, yeah. but you learn so much about him. And it, I... I, uh, I got goosebumps every time he would, like, do something, and I could feel how shy and uncomfortable he was. And then it made me feel shy and uncomfortable, and I was like, how? Yeah. There's a moment in the car where Jean Jacket has, like, attacked, right? Mm. And he's can't get out. And he closes the door. He says, nope, very funny. And then he kind of, like... You can see him, like, shaking a little bit, uh-huh. and his eyes are very focused, but at the same time kind of shaky. And it it gave me this, like, fear deep down, but then also such a comedy, like, yeah. that's hilarious. He, yeah. He's so scared. He just, nope. But, but it felt so him, yeah. too, that I was like, yeah, of course he would. I don't know this man. No. He's having like, a, apparently. a moment with M, and it's, like, the way he pauses on lines or, like, would, like... All of his body language and mannerisms were just so perfect. 
I'm going to tell you right now that I think everything about this movie is perfect. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, I think the set is why I liked it. No, it's no. everything. So everything's perfect. One of the things I loved about it so much is that you can tell they are siblings and they are nothing alike. How? Yeah. I can tell that they were raised by the same person, but they are not real. <laughs> so the whole time I was watching it, I was like, yeah. that's so your dad. Oh, Don't no. even remember his name. It's Otis Sr. Okay. <laughs> when he does the eye thing and he yeah. looks at her and I'm like, that's so sweet. So she clearly looks for his approval, but at the same time, I think still harbors some resentment for the fact that he got to do the thing she didn't. Yeah. So there's this like tiny bit of like almost animosity and competition, but so much love too that it neither overshadows the other. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how? And they even turned that heartwarming scene into a hilarious joke. I said hilarious, really weird. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, so they're talking about Jean Jacket and how it was supposed to be the one she was going to train. Yes. Like, instead, you got to do it for like Scorpion King. And he was like, oh, it was really boring. And she's like, they chose camels anyway. Yeah, and he's like, and then they went camels. And it's such a good moment, too, because she does that thing where she says, like, and, you know, like, the point. And she goes, doesn't matter what the point is. Because I think that it's supposed to be this character trait of, like, she's kind of all over the place, right? But at the same time, she doesn't want to talk about something that makes her sad yeah. because that's not her vibe. It's clearly not either of their vibes, but they handle it in different ways where she's funny and she's like, that's not fun. I don't want to talk about it. Whereas he's like, I don't talk about anything. Yeah. I could go on and on and I will. I said I love the tech guy. Angel was incredible. Angel oh. was such a good character. Yeah. He made his way into this movie in such a funny way, but also like, just, I don't know, like, seamlessly. Like, he was just like, whoop, come here. <laughs> My favorite moment is when uh, OJ is talking to M, and she's like, I have to go do a thing. Don't even yeah. talk. Don't like, go see a guy about a horse, whatever. And it's when she's going to steal the thing. Yeah. And he turns around, and Angel's right there with his phone. Look at my girlfriend. Look at my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> One of my favorite moments with Angel, too, is when they say something and he goes, you guys are doing something shady, aren't you? Like, he immediately is like, okay, I've got myself into something. Yep. He just tells them. And they're like, fuck off. It was so good. And he's trying to wiggle the mantis off of the thing. When you see the camera moving, you know he's right there trying to wiggle the mantis. Like, just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> such a cool moment too because you're like oh my god is the alien doing that is this actually like a no it's just a fucking brain <laughs> it's genuinely a brain <laughs> it's like because he says he's like haven't seen one of those in a while and I'm like because it's not real and then I'm like no it is but she's throwing stuff at it she's like sour patch kids <laughs> sour patch kids Someone said <gasps> online that they're uh, diurnal and so it wouldn't have been up at night uh, uh, and so, like, that was a, like, biology thing that might have been incorrect in the oh, sci-fi. Oh. I don't know if that's true. I don't know I wonder shit if, like, about the mantises. electrical field fucks with it. If that's oh. supposed to be. I don't know. Because bugs, man. Maybe it's, like, insomnia, you know? You know? We all have it. Um, oh. I'm going to save that. That might be my... One of my scariest parts was so stupid, but I was like, damn it, it got me so bad. Also, adding horses to a horror movie, my nightmare. Oh, <laughs> I was my so God. scared of horses. Hey, you know what Jordan Field did? He got me to feel for a horse. I didn't give a fuck. The whole time I was like, okay, I'm scared of him. Get out of here. And then as soon as Lucky was there and I was like, oh, okay, I care. I care, I guess. Shut up. Um, also the moon. I don't know if this actually was something Jean Jacket did, but there's a moment where the moon kind of just appears out of nowhere. Oh. And I'm like, did Jean Jacket like hide it? Or Jean Jacket's a creature, by the way. I don't know if we ever said oh, that. Oh, yeah. So. It's named after a horse that yes. M didn't get to train. Yeah, they ended up naming it Jean Jacket. I 
can't remember exactly what happened that led to that. Of them naming it Jean Jacket? Yeah. So basically, he has just discovered that, like, it's a creature. We can talk about it like we would handle a wild animal. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> they're doing all, like, the planning and stuff. And the person is like, the creature's like, we call it Jean Jacket. And everyone's like, okay. Unbelievable. And, like, he has the okay. eye thing with Emerald. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. The eye thing was eye contact. He has yeah, eye, eye contact. contact. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the creature's name is Jean Jacket. There's a moment where, like, the moon appears. And mm. I was like, did he block it out? Did a cloud block it out? I may have just missed it, but I wrote, did he put the moon back? <laughs> and I was like, where did it go? <laughs> um, the moments with Gordy creep me out a lot, too, because it's this thing that they're trying to show you with Jean Jacket, but because you don't know what it is, you can't attribute its behavior to certain things mm -hmm. until obviously later on in the film but like for the beginning you're like i don't know what it's doing because i don't yeah. know what it is but with gordy when he's running around and he's like tapping the foot of the girl and she's obviously not dead but she's unwell unwell and she's not responding and that's kind of like making him like he looks kind of sad and i'm like that's creepy as fuck mm -hmm. because again this is an animal that you just aren't supposed to treat like this yeah and it's not responding out of being like a bad monkey he's not a bad chimp this is just what chimps do yeah so it was painful to watch him be like i was playing what are you doing yeah dying like <laughs> and that's fucked up and so when it taps uh. her shoe creeps me the crap out yup and i think it's really effective at making you feel bad for gordy bad for um jupe bad for everyone attacked so you're like there are no winners there no winners you're just sad yeah and then I said, what am I seeing? What am I seeing? And I said, this is unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was when he was attacking the uh, star experience. Oh, star lasso Star experience. lasso experience when that was happening. Because at first, I don't think you've seen it. You know that it's creature because it's been hinted at. But you're like, what does it do? And then it just <laughs> sucks him up. And you're like, and it's going through its windpipes. That's when I was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't think we were going to see any of that when you get inside and you see it digesting them mm -mm. it straight up gave me like like the heebie-jeebies i was like don't do this oh that's something i have in my notes later yeah the screaming mixed with the whooshing i said it scared oh, the shit out of me because yeah. it's this it's moving so fast that at first you're like oh yeah it's, it's whooshing past but then you hear the scream and you're like oh it's not just whooshing have screams will travel <laughs> the creature design is wild i said i've never seen anything like it really yeah. And then I said, oh, it's like the underside of a manta ray or some sort of mm. uh, uh, underwater creature. OJ's calm face during everything is amazing because mm -hmm. it's calm. But yeah. it's like the surface level calm and you can tell the acting. Locked the car door. That? that oh <laughs> my God. <sighs> I laughed for a while. When he... <laughs> Obviously, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the creature's fucking massive. It's in the sky. It's sucking things up left It took the right. roof off a barn. And then OJ gets in his truck, and he quickly locks the door. And, like, a while after, like, I think something has crashed through the windshield yeah. already, and he locks it. He locks it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. For sure. It. For sure. And I get it. Oh, my God. Also, this was another shot that made me laugh so hard that I had to pause it, is when, like, they, they got in the truck. He's finally realized, like, I don't need to look at the creature. You've gotten so many big moments. And you're like, great, they escaped. And then they're both in their room with VR. And Angel's like, Kiki <laughs> Palmer's just like against the wall. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I died. It took me like a minute to realize she was on one too. I was like, what's she doing? And I was like, she's just, 
Amazing. Oh, I was laughing so hard. Again, subtle moments of comedy. Yeah. Killing it. Every time a new character is introduced, I'm baffled because they're interesting. Because we got Angel super quickly. And then all of a sudden you have the cinematographer. Then you get the go the guy on the motorcycle. And every new one was like a slap in the face. I was like, what is going on? But in a good way. Yeah. Um, I said I'm on the edge of my seat. This is like a Western, an alien movie, mm. a found family film. It has everything. I'm freaking out. And then I said, seeing it behind him is so crazy when Angel is like in the desert and he's just in his final form being like, you know, mm-hmm. can you imagine something that big and he's just behind you? No. Fuck no, that. No. I said, character design is so cool. I have to read about this. Mm-hmm. And then Kiki Palmer does a fucking Akira slide. And <gasps> I thought I was going to marry her. Yeah. Woo! I said I'm in love. Um, she's walking through the Fry's store and she's like, how you doing? You look pretty. She looks like she owns a house. <laughs> and that, I was like, I'll be the person you were talking to. <laughs> I was just like, I was obsessed with her. Yeah. The whole movie, I was like, I'm obsessed. Um, there were just so many good moments that I feel like I could go on and on and I won't. But I will say the last shot of OJ, I bawled. I was like, because I assumed potentially that that was what was going to happen. But I didn't realize it was going to be so well shot so that it was so moving with the fog and the music. And he does the, I was like, I just couldn't control it. And I was like weeping. And then I had to go to bed. And I was like, <laughs> like no. I couldn't control it. I was just very emotional. I had to in go into movie. a meeting after watching it. And I was like, I'm not ready to talk about no. it. <laughs> my last note was just fucking shit. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to feel. Those were all my notes. I couldn't take more because I was so into it. Yeah. Um, aside from sphincters, my notes. <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite, I have like a few shots that are like, yeah, mm, but it's early in the movie. It's before the dad dies. Mm-hmm. It's when you start to have like the trash rain of like the um, metal bits and the inorganics Ooh. that are raining down. Yeah. And so you see in the foreground, like right up against you is OJ. Yeah. In the background with the horse is Otis Sr. And you see the dad in the background, you see OJ. And then OJ covers the dad. Everything's fine. It starts to look up to the sky. Mm -hmm. And then OJ covers the dad. And then OJ uncovers that and the dad slumped over. So in between the moments where he was covered, uncovered, covered, uncovered, he goes from sitting upright to slumped over. And then OJ sees it. Yeah. And it was like so gorgeously shot and so tragic he also looks to the sky too to give you that like what the fuck is up there kind of thing and so it's like this weird hybrid of you're not seeing it through oj's perspective but you feel like you're next to him yeah and you're like also looking where he is and the way it organically covers uncovers like it feels like you're getting a different perspective but in the same place that oj is yeah and it's like painful because you can't say anything mm-hmm. you're like oh your dad you know like, like this movie gives me permanent goosebumps i'm yeah. sitting here going we just no. keep shivering i am um let's see i never knew that those things were called sky dancers i the, called them waving wacky waving men i call them, what i've always said i called them air wigglies 
I love this. I love this for us. <laughs> yeah. Never had a, any idea there were sky dancers. Yeah. And I so those were the things. Did you ever have a sky dancer toy? No. That's what I thought they were. So oh. When they said sky dancers, I thought they were going to bring out the sky dancers. Someone with like the uh, coiled up thing where you yes, pull it back girl, and like she has thing. the wings yes. and she like helicopters. I had one and she flew right into a fucking tree. Yeah. As they is the way do. with a sky dancer. <laughs> There's a really good video of one going straight right in the fire. fire. <laughs> I, I used to play with it. My yeah. mom was like, not around the fire. Not around like, the fire. But no, I used to lose that thing all the time. Yeah. I didn't, you know, once I knew that they were called sky dancers, I stopped <laughs> no, calling them air wigglies. I kept going. I was like, the wacky waving men. I was like, you yep. can't get me. I'm not saying it. No. So anyway, <laughs> um, Jupe can only talk about horror in the way that it was captured by popular <gasps> culture and lampooned. So SNL, Mad Magazine. Yeah. Like a level of distance, removing himself from the narrative so he can be a viewer instead of a survivor so he can consume instead of experiencing. those clips and you're like... Uh, then okay. they're screaming across the field, the thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> and she's like, do Where I do it? Where'd you get yours? <laughs> oh, and I always watch with subtitles because yeah. that's how I am. Same. And it, one of the things was hollow metallic thumping. Uh-huh. And I was like, not something we love generally, but I don't want to rule anything out. We don't <laughs> I was not like, love we it. Don't we don't know. Uh, when he's in the barn and the kids are playing a prank on him, you see like the little green men situation. Yeah. And it, it's like staring into the darkness. It went away. Oh. I had to sneeze. <laughs> I was like, this is here. I have to tell her. And then immediately it went away. Well. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I just didn't want to interrupt. I, I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. So staring into the darkness, you hear the chittering. Mm-hmm. And then like it has a shaky cam. I know. It's, you know, and it cuts to it so quick. Sorry, my watch was like, you want me to look something up? And I was like, I sure do not. I don't. <laughs> no, thank you. It did it so fast. It scared the shit out of me. Oh, God, yeah. In a good way. It was just like, ah! In the way he has his flip phone out. He's yes. recording it. And then it stops focusing on the background and focuses on what he's recording. And then the jump scare. <laughs> and he just decks that kid. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Um, the wiggle of the camera trying to shake the mantis off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved that so much. And then I have my note, how does this film so gorgeously balance humor, humor and terror? Because both of the jump scare like, and the tension variety, but yes. also like deep, horrific dread of someone slowly realizing they're going to die and unable to do anything about it, and claustrophobia, when they're literally inside the creature. I hated it. It was and, like... Yeah. The, you see like the stage of not acceptance, but of mm-hmm. realization, yeah. where they're like pushing, like mm-hmm. being moved, trying to fight, and then just like panicked screaming. And then it's... All of the screaming stops at the same time. That one got me. That was rough. When she's like trying to figure it out and then just gives up and screams, I was like, no thanks. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and then humor. Uh, there's a pig on the roof of the sheriff station and has like, LOL, nope, that ACAB. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Loved it. I know. Um, and then, oh, okay. So M watching Otis Sr.'s recording. And when she's giving her, like, speech, mm-hmm. she leaves off a grate. And uh, OJ says great. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's another grate in there. So she's like, "My that was my great-great-grandfather. And yeah. he's like, another grate. And she's like, oh, another grate in there. Yeah. We realized that because she was, like, quoting, like, actually just mimicking her father's speech. Mm-hmm. And it was one less grate for him. And right. so she was saying it exactly how he had with the number of grates that he had. And that's why she said Makes it Makes your wrong. heart hurt. I know. And so it's like the level of detail behind family relationships yes. and histories and chef's kiss especially because like their relationship's so complicated like yeah she has so much respect but also i think so much like harbored not Res- hatred resentment. but like yeah like yeah you feelings feel of like it. inadequacy yes, you yeah you can feel it yeah and it again train to busan because like 
with so yes. many films, we get like, well, I'm sure I misspoke because I miss my father who passed in the last six months and I haven't quite processed it yet. I'm trying to mimic his exact speech while I'm here for a side hustle. She doesn't like come out and say all that, no. but you get everything. Yes. Some movies will just Some of them w- say yeah. these things and yeah. you're like, okay. Cool. Like, it feels like too much, but no, they nailed it. Yeah. This Ugh. is right up there with Train to Busan. You know what else it's right up there with? The Descent Effect. Uh, Natural lighting. Uh, yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Fucking yeah. That's good. Uh, torrential downpour with screaming, just like Ohio weather. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it's like a storm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they're alive for so long because it carries them as they're screaming for a long time. I know. I kept being like, come on. They're dead, right? Ugh. Ugh. Um, and then I had a moment where I was like, just find levity in it. And then I was trying to figure out what bodily function the creature was going through when it expels the inorganic matter. Is that regurgitation? Is it defecation? Like, is it pissing on them? Like, what's happening? Like, how is it? (laughs) How is it getting all the metal bits out? Well, we know for sure that when it gets the horse, it's yarping. That thing's throwing up. Yeah. Because he said, he was like, I didn't like it. It didn't like it. I mean, everything else has to be. You can't pass a horse. (laughs) You can't pass (laughs) Pass a a horse. horse. (laughs) Everything else has to be. Eat poop, right? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to say it. Because you also have that, like, it's pouring rain and it's a blood shower with inorganic matter. And you didn't get the blood shower the first time you had a dry shower. So, like, I don't know. Anyway. If it has a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then it would do both. <laughs> I know how a bird works. <laughs> it can't. Oh, damn. Okay, um... One of my other favorite shots of the film yeah. is right after that. So OJ has just driven back up to the house with the decoy horse through the windshield yeah. of the oh van God. or like the truck. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the sunglasses at night. Mm-hmm. He sees the song. Stop it. Um, he sees Angel's oh. van. <laughs> yes. I'm exhausted with myself. I know. I'm tired <sighs> of me. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. He sees Angel's van, and Angel had been listening to Sunglasses at Night, and so because the power was, like, in and out, like, the sound is warped, it's creepy as shit, and he is trying to figure out how he can get them out of the house, into the van, and them away safely, and so he's crouched, it's nighttime, or, like, it's dark still, there's mist slash fog everywhere, and then you have, like, the top, like, however much, like, half to two-thirds of the screen, where it's just, like horizon where he's like looking and it was shot so beautifully where he's mostly in silhouette against like the fog and then you have the distorted sunglasses at night playing so good it's like oh this is so good the silhouettes in this were beautiful oh god yeah yeah um i thought about going too deep into the use of monopoly pieces but then i was like i don't have time for that um (laughs) and then so this is a serious moment but again I had to take it to the most absurd extreme. You gotta. Because that's how my brain handles, like, sadness or, like, seriousness. Right. I'm like, I have to make it absurd. Uh, so they're, they have the Sky Dancers. Yeah. And they have them set up so that they can see where mm-hmm. Jean Jacket is. Because, right. like, it's this traveling electromagnetic whatever the fuck. Uh, and the first Sky Dancer goes down. And he says, man down. And they're referencing an air wiggly. And <laughs> for some reason... That got me because I'm picturing someone running to the soldier on the battlefield of the sky dancer. It's like, hold on until help arrives with like one last flutter. It wiggles its last wiggle. wiggle again. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's good. So, anyway, uh, and then 
There's no way that guy is alive. <laughs> God, that was so good. <laughs> no one can survive that. Full <laughs> screaming. Oh, God. Oh. And then Angel, like, this was, a, there were so many call-outs to, like, classic films in yeah, general. Yeah. Like, not even just horror. Um, but Angel goes, it's here. Kind I know. of like Poltergeist. I was like, nice. Uh, and then Antlers, he's like, the light's going to be magic soon. I was like, this is why you can't hire people that have artistic no. vision and talent. No. Because they will go rogue. Ugh. He was uh, such an interesting character. I don't know why I had this weird love for him, even though I thought he was shit. Because he had, like, he just sees, like, beauty and majesty in things, yeah. and he wants to follow that. Yeah. And it's obsession in the end. Yeah. And he even knows that it's, like, yeah. shit. And I think that's what I love about him, is that he was, like, we, what does he say? He says something about, like, we didn't deserve the impossible. We don't deserve the impossible. Yeah. But then he tries to do it anyway, mm-hmm. and he's, like, he knows he's gonna die, he knows he doesn't deserve it, but he's, like, well, who am I if I don't try to do it, right? I'm not yeah. the person I said I was. And I'm, like, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I just... And then they followed up with, he said some weird cryptic shit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> uh, one of my notes to like center where I am in the narrative is we see a tent situation developing in the background. <laughs> tent, that's <laughs> jean jacket. <laughs> tent situation. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's getting big. Um, this was just another like level of detail that yeah. I was obsessed with. So he is already like, done his run and yeah. jumped off the horse and his ankles fucked up because he jumped yeah. off the horse while he was right. running. And so he is have like, what I anticipate is the issue is that like mounting a horse would be difficult if right. your ankles like sprained or broken or whatever. And so he says bang to Lucky and that was what his dad had been drilling on the horse bef- when he died was getting it to lay down when he said bang. And so he says bang, horse gets down, he's able to mount and then the horse gets up. Just little moments. I know. Just little moments. And then like... <laughs> Okay. Um, and then this is where the sphincter returns. Um, because <laughs> does, yeah. I'm sorry. It's true. Uh, so they have this balloon float of mm. Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, and he's winking. And yeah. so it just, you see his face rising through the I clouds. I'm like, oh, Jupe winks at the clouds. Go on, flash your sphincter. Tell him he's cute. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of my very last notes Oh, no, I have more, but this is near the end. A beautiful <laughs> shot, truly gorgeous, minimal anus, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, I, it cuts Going back and forth it. to Angel a lot. <laughs> right. And it, so I'll be like, ah, oh, and Angel's still there. <laughs> I know, he kept being like, he's dead, right? And then he would be there, and I was, like, yeah. super excited. Yeah, and so my note is, oh, my God, it's taking it inside and compressing it in the void chamber. Big pop. Fluttering alien skin flaps, Angel observes. Yes. He's like, oh. He's like, oh. He's very kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all my notes. Those are beautiful. Well, all the ones that are fit to consume. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did love that I read, too, was that it's obviously it's supposed to resemble, like, the angel, but it's supposed to resemble something that, like, could have been an angel in, like, a biblical sense. Uh, so that way, it's this thing that's been around forever. Yeah. And the way that it's sucking people up is, like, rising up to heaven. Oh. So it was supposed to be this thing that, like, potentially could have been here forever. But the way that we engaged with it back, way, way, way back, was, like, this is something from heaven. It has yeah. to be when now we're, like, that's fucking alien. Yeah. And that's why he starts with this, like, really intense that not maybe he did this for sure but somebody who wrote a review was like he starts with like this really intense kind of um bible verse i think and it's supposed to be like this thing comes off as biblical to some people 
Mm. It potentially could be something that back in the day, long, long time ago, they saw it and they were like, oh my God, it's God. Yeah. This is an angel. And then the further you get, and obviously Angel's name is Angel, so you're kind of like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Uh, Because when he takes his final... Final form. <laughs> he does. He looks like one of those angels that you yeah. see in the Bible when they describe them as like many eyes, can't yeah. quite perceive it. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And it's so funny thinking back to all the Christmas pageants I was in. And like when the angel appears to them, it always yes. says, be not afraid. And it's like, why would you be afraid? They're beautiful. They have wings. And it's like, well, no, they have hundreds of eyes on those multiple wings. Right? I just, oh my God, I thought that was so fucking cool. Um, But yeah, I honest i don't really have anything bad to say or anything no. to go over except that i just really loved it yeah sets were beautiful the, the, everything was beautiful it looks like a fucking painting every single shot of this yeah. could be just a really beautiful deep oil painting and i'm like oh, fuck that's good yeah um yeah it's very rare that you could take like a still from a movie at any moment and i could be like yeah that's a painting yeah that's how i felt when we watched um uh, Black Coat's Daughter? Yeah, but with, like, photography. Yeah. Like, that one felt like if you had done some, like, portraiture photography, whereas this one felt very much purposeful to be, like, old-timey paintings yeah. or Western, and it was beautiful. Ugh. I have... And is it scariest moment? Yeah, I I've say, had mine. I know mine. I already kind of talked about it. I... I didn't talk about mine on purpose because I was like, this is hilarious. This was my moment. Okay. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first since you already know mine. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, it's when you see the person inside the the jean jacket and yeah. she's fighting, fighting, and then she just starts panic, like just pure panic screaming. Yeah. And it's like the point where someone has been fighting in confusion and fear and then suddenly there's some level of realization and there's nothing so it's just, I'm going to be scared now. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. God. Now mine's going to look stupid. No, I love it. I'm excited. It's the kids in the bar. It's scary. With the it's chittering. It's scared the shit out of me. Um, so, like, obviously at that point we don't know that it's not, like, a yeah. creature. We think it's, like, a ship, right? So I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, aliens. And so they're in the barn, and they're doing that creepy noise. And the way that they peeked out was so... Because at first you can't tell how tall it's going to be or what, but you just see something move, and it gets yeah. taller, and then it kind of comes closer. Yeah. And the way it moved was just so fucked up in my mind. And it was, like, bent over, and then, like, yes. unfolded itself. and then itself. it unfolds, and you're like, ew. Yeah. And then there's, like, more, like, a head pops out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, please don't. Yeah. And you can't quite make sense of what it is because it's dark. And OJ's reaction is what gets me because it's so real. It's so, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Like, he walks away, and then he's like, I have to get this, I promise. Like, yep. my sister. And the way it takes so long for him to peek his head, I almost thought that I had paused it. I thought yeah. that I accidentally hit pause. So I was like, oh, I should push the button, make sure it's going. So I paused it, and I went, oh, no, it's still going. So I unpause, and then his little head peeks out. Fucked me up. That part fucked me up. Excellent use of tension and then immediate comedy break. Yes. Amazing. Don't get me wrong. All the other moments that we talked about were also equally as fucking terrifying. But for some reason, that one just, I don't know, fucked me up bad. I even wrote my notes. I was like, it's fucking fake. I'm pissed. Like, I was so mad. (laughs) Because I was like, it got me so bad that I was like, this has to be a really important moment, right? It has to be. I was... It's kids! This was my second time watching it, and I couldn't remember who... I just knew it wasn't real. And I was like, hold on, that's not the alien. Is this is this M playing a joke on him? And then there was another one was like, there's not two M's. And so I yeah. had forgotten it was the kids. But. I straight up just kept hoping it was fake. Yeah. And then when it was, I was mad. mad so I was yeah. like, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> Such you a scale? good moment. Yeah, you got me. Ugh. That was good. Wow. I'll, I can do a quick run through tropes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Aesop. 
So, and ASAP with yeah. the morality yep. tales of, you know, Jupe mostly. Mm-hmm. Alien abduction subverted because we have these, like, the tractor beam of pulling the cow up. No, <laughs> it's, just... <laughs> it's a suction yeah. and it's not taking it somewhere, it's eating it. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, aliens steal cattle, play with. Yeah. All animals are domesticated, averted with a vengeance. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Gordy was assumed to be tame. OJ oh knows better than that and points out that with like jean jackets yeah. as well. Um, arc words, nope, spectacle, impossible. Yeah. For different people's arcs. That was great. Um, I was, I was, it was such a long trope title that I copied it over into my notes, but I forgot that I was actually in the title of my notes. And so I clicked paste and I didn't see it. So I clicked paste again. And so then the title of this for a while was, Nope. Oh, look, they really do love each other. Oh, look, they really do love each other. Episode notes. <laughs> so the trope is... What a title. <laughs> so the trope is, oh, look, they really do love each other. I love that. Yeah. And it's fight, ugh, fighting siblings, yeah. like the kind of rivalry, but they love each They're other. So sweet. Yeah. A long way to get to a very simple trope. <laughs> we love to see it. Uh, be careful what you say. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I swear on the lives of my wife and my children and they die. Oh, boy. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, bizarre alien biology. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. know if that's an eye. We don't know if it's a mouth. We a don't know if it's an anus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say a sphincter to be safe. We just say sphincter. <laughs> yeah. In this house, we say sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to upset you so much. I loved it. It just, it it like just took me by such surprise that I like left my body for a second, came back, you know? Uh, Next one, blood splattered innocence. So it's like a pretty common trope where you see like the person that's like untouched by the violence except a splash of blood. Yeah. That's during the Gordy incident. Yeah. Uh, Bookends. There are a lot of bookends in this. Yeah, this this one had quite a few. Like the use of balloons, um, the eye thing like every yeah, invocation the, of eyes yep the coins the coin is what killed the dad and yes. the coin is what was able to power the winking well yep um God, that was good. the black jockey on the horse was like the f- opener and then it's um oh, him okay. framed on yeah Ugh. God, I love that. uh and then the first audio we hear is from gordy's home and the yes. ship is being exploited and the last audio we hear is the reporters, the reporters. coming in to exploit that too yeah fucked yeah Ugh. got several cat scares one of them is a mantis because um <laughs> m screams and she's like oh like, it's a fucking mantis yeah warning. <laughs> i almost texted you about that but i was like there's no way that i'm watching it, it was also her. so grainy and quick yeah that i was like and just its face i don't yeah. know i was like i can handle it it's fine <laughs> it's cool uh next trip cheated death died anyway <laughs> No, <laughs> it's when they survive against like all odds, yes. wild incident, and then they die in a much more mundane way later. Oh no! Yep, uh, Chekhov's gun and foreshadowing. Yeah. Throne of Dread. These yes. are ones that we have a lot. Eaten alive. Yeah. Uh, Eureka moment. Um. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was like not the one I was thinking of, and I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, so. I was thinking of when he realized, like, he has that flashback of yeah. when Lucky got upset when they put that mm-hmm. big, like, they mirror don't orb. Don't look in the eye. Like, yeah. yeah. And he, like, has that moment of, like, oh, don't look in the eye. Yeah. The eureka moment that other people were pointing out was when he finally realizes what's been happening to the horses at Jupe's ranch because yes. he looks down and he sees underneath a pile of shit <laughs> is this flyer. And she's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go get Lucky. And it's because he's, like, 
all of the horses that I have been sending selling you yeah have been Just sacrificed yeah. to a flying handkerchief <sighs> yeah um evil detecting dog but a horse this time <laughs> the horses know when shit's going wrong and I can't believe I liked that horse I can't believe this I can't believe Jordan Pilmer got me to like a horse yeah yeah I have just always felt pretty value neutral on horses. I approach them with caution because I know that they're very powerful. I have ridden one once. Um, And I cared about the horses in as much as OJ cared for the period of time that I was watching OJ care about horses. Pretty much. (laughs) Like the whole thing, I was like, his dedication to these horses makes me want to be a better horse what lover knower (laughs) observer i don't know but i was like i gotta be better to horses (laughs) and now the movie's over and i'm like i don't care i don't don't want a horse no (laughs) i wish them the best that's all i can say have fun (laughs) have fun um i am watching you like spelled e-y-e so ties the motif and the theme as well Mm -hmm. i scream the igor yeah uh fear is the appropriate response (laughs) nope that's great (laughs) Yep. Um, feed it a bomb when she feeds it the uh, yeah, balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying saucer played with. Love Gory that. discretion shot. Uh, we don't see the face getting ripped off, uh, but we yes, hear but it. We, yeah, and then later we see the mask we, flutter. Yeah, we see like Ooh. a decade later it's where like her mask. scars are, but you don't see like the blood of no. him ripping her face off. Yeah. Um, hidden in plain sight, mm-hmm. the cloud. Uh, history repeats. So this is Jupe. Like, right. having his, like, oh, this, like, animal can definitely be used for entertainment. Oh, this creature can definitely be used for entertainment. Jupe! Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. dummy! Come on. Uh, inertia is a cruel mistress. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, bumped it. Bumped it good. Bonked it. Uh, lyrical dissonance. So, the purple people eater. <laughs> so great. I was like, okay, weirdo, love it. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, meaningful background event there are a lot of these yeah. but one of my favorites was when they're in the diner they're talking about like establishing dominance and like don't look it in the eye and these jocks are fighting in the background it's like mm. I was obsessed when he goes RTR man and then he waits so long and he goes leave the room yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, alright angel <laughs> okay. and then when they give the little fist bump I was like oh so we're agreeing on this yep yep <laughs> oh god I love that the jocks fighting is so good no one could survive that. <laughs> Subverted or like zigzag played with no something there. Could survive that. <laughs> God, ominous fog. We have that a few times. Yes. Once more with clarity. So we start off with Gordy's oh, home, and yeah. then we see it again from what set it off right. through some of the events. I was so curious. I was like, how are they gonna tie that in? Like, literally, yeah. did not understand. I was like, yeah. I don't understand how this is gonna play into the fucking alien. And yeah. then I went. Uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> i see <laughs> oh and i don't have this this was elsewhere in my notes but it was absolutely wild the way that that was shot and presented because yeah. when you're seeing the beginning of gordy's rampage yeah he's not even in the shot you're just watching um like the kids like opening their birthday presents and stuff but you're seeing it through the camera with like the framing lines on it yeah and it's like so cool i I think about this a lot because of Wreck. Yeah. Because of, like, found footage horror. Like, are you, um, like, is the camera part of the filmic universe? And then right. are we interacting as the audience with something in the filmic universe like that? But it's more than just, like, seeing an unaired tape. You're yeah. actually seeing it as it's being filmed because it has those lines. I know. You. <laughs> so cool. Um, one word title. Mm-hmm. Reign of something unusual. Uh, rewatch bonus you get to see jean jacket's cloud 
and a bunch of other stuff. But like, I cannot wait to watch this again. Oh God, yeah. Loved. Uh, sickening crunch paired with a gory discretion shot. Gross. Swallowed whole. <laughs> Title drop. Nope. Oh, say something like that. And vacuum mouth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> palette cleanser. What a palette cleanser. Yeah. Oh fuck. Those are my tropes. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, I don't think we need to discuss. I know what it is. What is it? It's dazzling sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> Shot me in the body, Kate. <laughs> I figured, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to assume. It makes nasty. Yeah, I can't wait for people to see, not watch the movie yet, but see the title and like what we've chosen and be like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I I think I know my answer. I know mine. I, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ready? One, two. I, I thought about doing the I same. Know. I don't know how many. Kate, yeah. But so we both agreed on a minimal of five dazzling sphincters each, but minimal. we wanted to give it more. And so we each were kind of like. I could go to 10. I yeah. could go up higher. Well, I. This redefines expectations. This might. It's such a bold claim, but I'm like, this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen mm. because I don't know. When I watched Annihilation, I was like, God, it was so good. Six. So good. And then I watched something else recently that I was like, oh my God, absolutely six. So good. This one, I was like, it doesn't feel like enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so excited to watch it. I wanted to keep watching it. I was so sad that I had to go to bed and Elmarie was already asleep because I wanted to tell her about it. Aww. I felt like a little kid. I had my little blanket up and I kept being like, is she awake? Is she awake? And finally she went, how's the movie? And I went, it was so good. <laughs> and she was like fully asleep, trying to be polite. She was like, how's the movie? I was like, I it. it's so good. And poor girl is like, okay. <laughs> and I just... Yeah. Yeah. No qualms. No qualms. No qualms. I, 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 this is the second time I've seen it, and every moment I was seeing things that I missed the first time, and it, like, added layers to it. Not, like, just when we're talking about, yeah. like, theme, motif, but also, like, family history. Yes. And the way that, like, events are tied together. Because there are sometimes we're like, that's weird. And then, like, a few scenes later, almost it seems in passing you get all of the connective tissue to understand the previous event and yeah. you have to like go back and patchwork it in. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense yes. now. And it's just so intricately woven. It was just beautifully made. It looks gorgeous. The plot itself is wild. It's fun. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, not knowing what was going to happen. I was absolutely obsessed. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I can't speak more highly, more highly of this yeah. movie or whatever. I, I don't know. Highly enough. Highly enough. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's got me all flustered. Yeah. I don't know. So we give it maximum dazzling Max. sphincters. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the amount feels right, go high. Go keep going. Yeah, keep going. When he's telling him to uh, tilt the camera further upward, that's, that's us it. with the that's rating. That's us. I'm like, <laughs> up, going, more. up, up, up. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> he like clicks his he's tongue at like, yeah. He's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely, if you haven't seen it yet, oh, I recommend it. It's Thank on Amazon. Thank God I was selfish. I was like, watch it. I'm so glad that you chose this. I was expecting to like it. I was like, yeah, this will be so fun. And then I watched it and was like, this changed me. <laughs> I, I knew that you'd love it, but I was going to be heartbroken if you didn't. I know. I almost was like, I'm not going to tell her anything. I'm just going to like wait to the end and then be like, fucking obsessed. But then I couldn't hold it in. I was yeah. too pumped about yeah. it. I read about this at work. Like, sorry if you're listening to Piff about what I do at work. Huh. But I had some time and I was reading about it and I was so pissed that I had to stop. I was like, yeah. I just want to keep going. And when I was doing the fun facts, I wanted to keep telling you fun facts. But then I was like, gotta chill out. Oh. Yeah, I'm obsessed. 
<laughs> I can't wait. I'm already like, what if I went home and I was like, do you want to watch this? <laughs> and so she said no, and I. Oh. And then we broke up. No. I know. I'm like, and then I had to end things. We yeah. just moved in, and this is it. She's on the street. <laughs> She's just waving on Summit, going, can I come in yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That wraps up. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Roll with that. Yeah. That wraps up our discussion of nope. <laughs> if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other folks find us. We love reading what you have to say. Yeah, it's great. It means a lot. It does. Um, just rate and review anywhere or tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, whenever our friends are like, oh, we told a friend and they already knew. We're like, how? <laughs> it makes my heart sore. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I lost it. You can also follow us on Instagram at Just Cool With It, and every week we'll post the movies of the week out of context quotes, which mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's nothing that could be taken out of context in this not episode. Here. Not here. Not here. <laughs> Certainly not. Nope. Uh, you can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justcoolwithitpod.com. You could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justcoolwithit. We just played Nancy Drew. Oh my god. Kate solved like every puzzle, and I went, <laughs> and I'm here too. Like, and that's a- how it was last well, the time before that, you were not like I just kept handing you the mouse because I was, was like I, could I was not. like in the zone, and then this time I was like I've never seen a puzzle in my life. <laughs> I was like, don't make me. No, there were like so many like puzzle box things where it's like click them in the right order and like do a pattern. I was like, I certainly will not. <laughs> so fun. I love. Oh, it. I get it. It's random. <laughs> Join the Patreon. You can know what we're talking about. It yeah. Great. Again, we're dropping some more quotes from our patrons. Oh yeah. Oh, patrons, patrons the best. So we'd like to take them. Yeah. We'd like to take them. We'd like to take them. (laughs) We would. Really good. (laughs) What if I just randomly gave one of them a trip right now? I was like, you just want... I'm not. I'm sorry. Don't... If that's what you're joining for, don't. Because it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We'll send you a postcard on a delay. (laughs) One of our patrons is about to throw a fit. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. He has so many postcards coming his way. When I... We need to send him like five Make myself go to a post office. (laughs) It's me. I'm the roadblock. <laughs> All right. We would like to take this opportunity to very seriously thank our patrons who are incredible. Yes. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Rachel. Boop, boop, boop. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. Woo! Woo! They're the best. Y'all are great. I love them so much. So excited! I I know I gotta come up with a little like. Ha, 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 we have a, another end. sentence to think on it, so just be thinking. Okay, okay so hurry. The, the intro and outro music uh-huh. was created by Anthony Rockazella. The cover art it's by our very own Nikki Solomon, who's ready. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Panic! Don't make me do this. <laughs> Panic at the sphincter.